Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. On today's episode, we're stamping our passports, letting our imaginations run wild, and talking all about travel. Crystal clear Caribbean waters you never knew were so close, Polynesian rice patties, and the embassy suites for three-day weekends. We go high, we go low. Plus, why Game of Thrones is inspiring vacationers all over the world, why a British toy store tops both our kids' list of travel favorite memories, and why Kirsten wears the training bra of travel. I really don't like that. All that and more on this week's episode of Welcome Home. Hey, by the way, are you saying, oh, sorry, Welcome Home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. You see, you're upset that I said you bring a training bra. You are. You're the worst traveler. Are you Um, saying that the Embassy Suites is low, though? No, I don't think it's I feel like people are going to say, Embassy Suites is low. Embassy Suites is a free happy hour, Graham. No, but we, yeah, oh my God, Embassy Suites is amazing. Yeah, they've got a a fancy breakfast, and you know what, I've realized we kind of need to have a suite with our family now, because- Oh yeah. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. That's why we stay in residence inns all the time. Um, wow. We really just jumped right into it. Hello, Wait, everyone. Residence inns have like a microwave. I don't want to try. That is the thing I don't want. I don't want to microwave my room. Wait, what? Are you kidding me? How, no, do you makes- make the, how do you make the free popcorn they offer? I love the fact that they give you a bag of free popcorn. It makes me so happy. Who gives you a bag of free popcorn? The residence inn does. Oh, well, I mean, this, this changes everything. Yes. Why don't you like a microwave? What if you've got to warm up a bottle? I mean, if you're a mother with small children, if you want to reheat your leftovers from last night's dinner that you carted home. I yeah, mean, I don't want to cart them home and have my hotel room smell like leftovers. Oh, most of my hotel rooms smell like Indian food leftovers. Non-stop. So not so surprised. I know you're not. I know you're hey, not. did I tell you I stayed in a hotel room all by myself um, last weekend? Oh, uh, wait. What? That sounds yeah. amazing. It it's was so amazing. amazing. And my friend, okay, so I was in San Diego. My friend, my friend lives there or grew up there. And I asked her, you know, where should I stay? And she recommended this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like Polynesian themed. And it was like a million beer, but it was like I was there for like a convention. Like it was it was like the kind of thing where you go and you stay at the Holiday Inn Express. Like it was definitely the trip you go stay at the Holiday Express. Instead, like I didn't have a car, I just Ubered everywhere. Instead, I went to this random Polynesian hotel all by myself. <laughs> and I was I was picturing I you know it had been like a very like trying day and I was picturing, you know, sitting by myself, having a glass of wine, like on the beach, mm-hmm. you know, just relaxing. And instead, but it was like getting dark. And again, I didn't have a car. I didn't feel like going around exploring this town by myself. So I'm just like, okay, I'll just go to the hotel, you know, the hotel restaurant. Again, I'm picturing by the beach, really casual, a salad. No, it is this like hotel nightclub. There were pictures of Stevie Wonder on the wall and it was, it was dark and smoky. And, um, <laughs> and they were like, and it was country line dancing night. And I because because in myself. some towns, well, wait, were you in San Diego? That's kind of a big city. Like, why are you, I feel like, but I have feel like in small well, towns sometimes. I was hotel bar, my country western night. It was very weird. It sounds amazing. Wait, Thanks have you ever. my kids. It's very bizarre. Sometimes when you stay in a hotel room by yourself, which rarely happens to me, and you close the door to your hotel room, and all of a sudden you realize that you're in a very tiny, quiet box. Have you ever, like, sometimes I'll just do, like, mime movements, you know? (laughs) No, I don't know. I've never done that. You never do that? No. I didn't do that. I just, I just, the door closes and you realize that there's no sound and everything's very still. And it's just you and a bed and a TV and a dresser. And like, I don't know. And it's kind of awkward. It's really awkward. It's because I'm not used to being by myself. And it made me think of my husband because he travels by himself all the time. I'm like, what does he do? This is so awkward. It's so awkward. You know what I did is I also turn on the TV. Well, I turned on the TV and then I found that to be very awkward too, because I haven't had a proper TV with like cable in 15 years. Oh, it's so <laughs> fun. Like, it's so this fun. is so weird. I just, am I just supposed to scroll through and just- I find myself like, watching Animal Planet because I'm like, this is the weirdest <laughs> channel ever. Like, who watches Animal Planet? Well, I actually ended up turning off the TV and just watching my laptop because it was easier to work than the weird TV. <laughs> and um and I caught up on Game of Thrones because I'd fallen asleep on the lap because I just thought it was really boring that that one episode that 
that was involved by the war. Game of Thrones comes up a lot in this show. Apparently, people are traveling to Westeros, but we'll save yes. that for the interview. So, Graham, tell all of our listeners about your summer, since you are the self-proclaimed travel guru of the Welcome Home podcast. Well, maybe we should. My summer is actually going to be kind of boring, I believe, but maybe we should frame where we stand. Today, we're talking about travel. For anyone who's been as a regular listener, thank you for listening. Kirsten's been nuts, hounding me, stalking me to find someone who could talk travel for us. And today, we have Beth Flower on the show. And Beth Flowers is the vice president of, um, she's actually the director of leisure travel for Brownell Travel. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with Brownell, it's, it is a very kind of high-end luxury travel planning company. However, they can go high, they can go low, as we said in our interview. And I travel so much and love to travel that I'm, I had been used to booking my own trips because I knew kind of knew how to do it. I was comfortable with it. And this is not a sale. They're not a sponsor or anything. We just love Beth. Beth's actually a, a personal friend and they, their company just does a great job. But um, they, I've started letting them plan our trips and I'm actually saving money because I feel like we have this old fashioned view on travel agents, you know, where remember our parents used to go to them. And well, we talked about this on the last, last episode. We talked about things that were, that were like over. We right. That are back. Like That's over, right. But now they're back. They're super back, right, right. Well, because I feel like it's like interior designers. Nobody knows how interior designers bill, and so we're all a little bit nervous about them, right? Like, are you marking up, like, what every time you bring, like, a, I don't know, like, a decorative book in my house? Like, are you upcharging me? Are you billing me by the hour? Like, I find interior designers to be very confusing. I found the same about, um, you know, travel agents, but the truth is, is that I've actually found that they save me money. I spend less money and get more upgrades because now if I just, if I book the same hotel through Brownell, they actually can get me as good a rate as I could find online, if not better. And I usually always get upgraded and I usually always get free breakfast. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's the norm, but I'm, maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're just doing it for you, Graham. I don't think so. I think it's for everyone. So, I mean, really, they, because they're hooked in, they're, you know, they're packaging it. And so they have a volume discount. Where in me, just Joe Schmo booking through the internet, there's no, you know, there's, hmm. there's kind of, they don't know you. So, gosh, yeah, I, I, I might them. need to do that then. Um, okay. Right. So I've had My some summer. self, some self, oh, yeah, I've got to get your summer, but I've had some self, um, uh, what do you call it, reflection when you like learn about yourself. Okay. I guess self self introspective thoughts on myself. So mm-hmm. here's here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of travel anxiety you do. because I there's too many choices and I don't having a lot of choices. I don't like having a lot of choices. And I love an organized, organized trip, but mm-hmm. I can't commit to anything until the last minute. So there's no way I can be organized. So that stresses me out even more. Like when she was talking about planning trips, again, I don't want to step on this interview, but when she was talking about like the advanced time people spend planning trips, oh my gosh, like I've mm-hmm. never in my life planned a trip that far out. And that's why I think I get so anxious because I you really know what? be organized. A tip that she didn't mention, but I found, because you know, we do enjoy travel, book your plane ticket. Don't worry about the hotel. Don't worry about the itinerary. What I've noticed happens because, you know, tickets are, plane tickets are for the most part non-refundable. I know you fly Southwest a lot, which is kind of movable, but plane tickets are non-refundable and then you're kind of stuck. And I found if I need to kind of map out my year that I'll just, or, you know, I'll book something that's like a non-refundable portion or something that kind of ties me in to my location. And I found that helps. It's like pulling the plug on something. You're in. Pulling the trigger. Yeah, pulling the trigger. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's good. If I ever stop so. flying Southwest, that will be applicable to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. I can really, I should have said that to her. I know you're like super high in travel. I only go places Southwest can fly. You're too nimble. That's your problem, right? If Southwest lets you cancel all the time, maybe it's hindering. Oh, it's, I, I, booked, I, booked, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go take, well, I'm taking my kids to summer camp, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to take them from Dallas or from Austin. So I just booked both. Like and, what, and you can just get a refund, right? Totally. And we have all these companion passes and my husband travels so much. We, we just, it's like, they like pay us to travel. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I'm going to have to buy three tickets instead of five. And yeah. I would never be home. Never be. Well, I mean, that's but the problem is like, they don't really go anywhere. You don't really like to go anywhere. Okay. So Beth expands <laughs> our horizons. I'm doing nothing particularly. Yeah, tell exciting. us about your summer. I'm sorry. I cut you off. We're just doing the basics. I don't think we have anything that involves plane travel the whole summer. I mean, I might go see my parents for a couple of days, um, but other than that, we're just driving. We'll go to, we're actually going to Lexington, Virginia. I know, where we I, you guys, this is, this is how bad I am. I told grandma I would come with her. 
Yeah, and then she pulled up. But because I know what a terrible travel you were, if you thought for a second I took you seriously. <laughs> I have to, remind me, we get, off, we get off this podcast, I've got to go cancel our reservation. Yeah, I, I think I actually that. invited another couple because I knew you guys weren't actually going to show up. Like, you think that I was surprised when she called me so shameful. She's like, I, can you hear the inflection in my voice? Um, I was so you know, scared. Because she you told really me that I wasn't going to come from the beginning. Well, dear, how many years have I been friends with you, Kirsten? <laughs> Why did you tell me that? Because I agonized I just, over the decision. I know. Of course you did. I just waited for it. You think that's why I was like, yep, okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I wish you would have told me. Well, I realized if I would, if, I realized it was just easier to send my kids to summer camp down the street. Yeah, that's why I never told Harrison you were even coming because I knew you weren't actually coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just show up and surprise you. Yeah, you just need to, I won't. Yeah, you need to call surprise every now and then. Um, we so. still haven't decided. So, okay, so my summer is my kids are all going to summer camp. All three of them. In case you missed that, all three Seven. of my children are going to summer camp. And by summer camp, I mean sleepaway camp for two weeks. Amazing. But that's, here's the problem. What, mm-hmm. I, we're all stressed out about what to do during that two weeks do we do a trip or because i have people tell me like you don't need a trip you just you're gonna be in your own home with no kids it's gonna feel like a vacation and i kind of think they're right i don't know but after talking to beth today don't doesn't your your mind i mean when do you get that kind of time to be wheels up and see the world i would do it let brownell plan you something fabulous they really will they're amazing they are legitimately amazing it also the stuff that she said about we we talked a little bit about our kids and how we have limited time with them you know the idea of traveling without our kids sounds so luxurious and amazing but the truth is we have fun as a family traveling when we we actually do do it we have fun and you feel like you're giving your kids this amazing experience. Yeah, but you know, I forget how much fun I have with my husband. Like when nobody else is like, we have a lot of fun and we get into trouble. Like, you know how you were, oh, sorry, I cut you off. That's right. No, 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 you're, t- go ahead. No, no, no. Go I was ahead. just, well, we, you, you brought it up at the beginning of our interview and then we never touched upon it about the safety issue. And I actually think that that's a very valid issue for a lot of people um, because we used to do, I mean, I would go to the scariest place, walk by myself, do everything. Oh. I'm not scared to do it. But the truth is you bring my babies into the conundrum. Like, and I, I'm not going to lie. I've been scared to go. I was scared to go to Mexico. Um, you know, Mexico's had some travel problems lately. And when you bring my children into it, I feel like it, it gets a little more nerve wracking. You know, I will eat street food um, in any country, do anything like that. But the truth is, is the idea of having my children be very sick, you know, taking those risks with children, it even scares me is what I'm saying. So I think it's a very rational fear. That's interesting. Yeah. No, we actually, we had a trip planned to Mexico a couple of years ago and it was, it was a part of Mexico that wasn't very safe. And it was because we've done safe Mexico and it's beautiful and a really fun place and it's for uh-huh. us in Arizona. It's pretty close. Um, but th- they were having, there were travel advisors on it, you know, from the mm-hmm. government and we were just like, I can't. I can't do it. It's not worth right. it. So, right. And I think I've aged out and maybe it's just when you're young and you travel more. Like I remember we went to Egypt many years ago and they would look under, they would take um, mirrors on sticks and put them underneath your bus whenever you'd leave, like to make sure that nobody had strapped an explosive underneath your bus. And that was not a relaxing vacation for me. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, and the truth is, is I, I just, I, I like Egypt. It's a beautiful place, but that is scary. And I don't want that anymore. Or then do you remember that lady who just got um, kidnapped in Uganda? It was on the news. Like she was traveling and she was at the, the national park in Uganda. No. Okay. Well, they found her. She's back all is well. Like they, they got her. So everything's good. But the truth is, is like, not only was I there in the exact same place she was, but I hitchhiked into my hotel on the back of a motorcycle by myself. And like Stop. Harrison, yeah, Harrison was on another motorcycle. Like if this gentleman, and I wasn't wearing a helmet. I mean, like hell, forget the helmet portion. But I'm like, this guy had just decided that he wanted to like zoom off into, we were in the middle of a national park in rural Uganda. I mean, I know where this woman is. So anyway, I don't do that anymore. And I wouldn't do that with my kids. Well, that's good. I I forgot you went to Uganda. You are Mm well-traveled. I love the world. I just love it. Wow. That's good. That's really good. So I think you should travel for your two weeks by yourself. By myself? No, with with your husband. I I was thinking, well, I kind of want to just, I don't know. I kind of want to go to like a a crazy detox spa. You could use that. I (laughs) would. 
I kind of want to go to this place. I've been, I've been calling them, and they Isn't think the I'm one that they give you colonics. The one the models go to. Oh, what yes, is that? It's somewhere near you. That sounds so gross and do. disgusting. But um, just, yeah, they, they don't. And I don't understand why they're so expensive though, because they don't give you any food. It's just yeah, like, they literally don't feed you. It sounds <laughs> evil. That sounds terrible. I I can't remember the name, but it's not too far from where you live. There's actually there's several of them in Sedona. Sedona has a lot of places where they're just. You just meditate all day. And- Is that where Britney Spears just came back from? Didn't she have to do a, you know, a take care of herself, the ultimate self-care? Just That's what I want to do. I want to ultimate self-care myself without any kids. You're a wackadoo. Well, I just feel like, you know, I'm never going to, like, are you ever going to do a juice cleanse with your kids home? I no, can't. be right, because you can't take that added level of stress. Exactly. Like, I, like the 17th time I've heard mom in the first five minutes, it's like, okay, I just want a piece of bread, you know? But I feel like I would be able to do the only chance, like a silent retreat. Like, I want to do something really wacky that I would just never have the bandwidth to do if I had kids with me. Yes, a wacky also, retreat. A I wacky like retreat. And also, like, I feel like it's about, I'm about to be 40. Uh-huh. I feel like it's like the right time to do a wacky retreat. I want to be one of those ladies who goes to New England and wears large sweaters and does stuff like macrame, like a macrame weekend, you know, or just want a baby boom vacation. Yeah. You know, or, or just something weird. You know what I want to do? I want to, this Christmas, it's for like our first time ever. It's going to be just my family, just the five of us. Mm -hmm. I want to do something like I want a snowy Connecticut Christmas. That sounds very nice. I know. Doesn't it sound nice? But yeah. I know I, but the truth is it'll be my kids saying like, we don't get as many gifts. Right. Why, why don't we get as many presents? Or yeah. So how's cool. Santa going to find us? Yeah. Oh, you wanted like wheels up on Christmas? That's I don't know. We, you know, we did wheels up on Christmas last year. Then as I said, I, didn't, I don't like traveling in the winter. We did yeah. go to the beach last Christmas and we left on Christmas day. I remember that. It was the most stressful Christmas I've ever had in my life. It was so stressful. Yeah. And you were going for a long time too, but I don't know. There's, but you can get, actually, you talk about travel discounts. Flying actually on Christmas day is a good, you, you save a lot of money. Do you? Uh-huh. It's cheaper. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Cause everyone leaves on the 26th. That's a very expensive time to fly. Oh, okay. well, I'm excited to talk to Beth. I think she's going to offer us some good tips and tricks. Did this scratch your itch? Or are you going to leave me alone about travel? Yeah, I still want to know more about the national parks, though, because that sounds fun, but it intimidates me. Oh, also, I want to go to the Grand Canyon um, because, one, I've never really been there. That's crazy that you've never been to the Grand Canyon. I, w- I went for like an hour one time in college, um, but I really want to do that. Like, I want to hike it, and I want to stay at that really nice hotel in the Grand Canyon, like El Travar or whatever. Oh, El Tavar. Yeah, El yeah, yeah. That's, but I feel I like think, you have to book that like four years in advance. So I think so. I'll you could just eat a meal there. We did when we did it. We stayed at some random little rinky dink spot, like a very, 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 very basic um, spot. We hiked down, um, not all the way to the bottom, but there's a plateau you can hike down to. And then we came, uh, and it was a crazy hike. Like you had to leave at four in the morning, and then you'd. I think it's like nine miles or something, or mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. But you hike straight up. That's what makes it so hard. But then we ate dinner at El Tavar, and that was a nice way to kind of skin the cat. Like we didn't need to sleep there. We just had a celebratory dinner. So, for people who don't know what Eltvar is, what well, how like me? It's who's just, just who's it's just, just heard old, of it. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's beautiful. I mean, I don't think it's you know the the finest thing I've ever seen in the whole wide world, but it's the fancy hotel at the Grand Canyon. But it's like a proper hotel on the on the bottom of the canyon. I've heard there's like well anyway, it's I think just it's, those, it's the top of the canyon. Oh, it's top, the top. Whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever. It's somewhere yeah. in the canyon. But I, I feel like living in Arizona, I, it, this is like a normal thing. Like oh yeah, we went rim to rim to rim last night. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like people are constantly just hiking the Grand Canyon on a whim. Right. And I'd like to try. That's like when we lived in Jacksonville, everyone was always going to the springs. There were tons of springs around. And there, there are lots of national park hotels, beautiful old hotels. You'd be surprised how many what very glamorous. They just have springs everywhere, like natural springs that flow up. And there's all these, and they're in the middle of nowhere. And you drive and you go swimming in the springs. And there's manatees that you're swimming with. They live in the water in these clear blue springs. And you can dive down if you get scuba gear and go underwater. And they have um, just, they have these beautiful old hotels um, in the in these national parks that you've never even heard about, um, just hmm. randomly scattered around Florida. But that's a thing, the way you're, you know. The way our the way your Grand Canyon is allegedly a thing. <laughs> it's a yeah. thing. It's a thing. Trust me. Um, okay. Do we have anything else we need to talk about? Oh, I don't think I'm going to let my daughter study abroad because Taken really scared me. <laughs> 
a wonderful. Well, if you listen to Beth, though, she says the euro is really not strong right now. So I don't know. You should let her study abroad. Remember, we had so much fun when we were in Italy and it was still on the lira. It was right before they changed over to the euro. And I mean, I'm telling you, they were giving stuff away. We would go to dinner and they'd give us the bill. I mean, it was after probably like 10 bottles of wine, huge group of people and, you know, this great dinner. And they'd say it was like $10 a person. It was amazing. To be honest, I don't think I ever really figured out what a lira was worth, which made my trip excellent. Oh, no, that's like when you go to Mexico and you have no idea what a peso is worth. No idea. It all sounds so expensive, but it's really not. Yeah. And you get your bill and it's like 70,000 pesos. <laughs> yeah. And it's like $4. Okay. Um, well, so everyone who's hating us right now, we love travel. We really like it. Um, but there's a lot of ways to do it. We don't, we don't always do fancy travel. I think sometimes, sometimes the most basic travel has been the best travel that we've ever done as a family. Gatlinburg, when we drove to Gatlinburg, that was one of the most happy family vacations we've ever had. Um, well, and there's also the, the kind of the misery loves company. Like there is the Clark Griswold, Wally World was closed and it's our favorite family memory. You know what I mean? You have those moments. I, we went to Telluride and we went on a, um, we went and it's, I mean, it was summer, but the, the river or whatever it was, the creek was still freezing cold and we went on a tubing ride and uh, we missed our exit. Four hours later, we all have hypothermia, and it's just one of those times, you remember, you know, we had to wait for a bus to find us, and it was just kind of one of those absolute nightmares while you're living it, but it's so bad you you break out laughing and you laugh every time you remember it. You know those moments? Right. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Well, that was, this is horrible, but it was like, did I tell it, did I tell us on the podcast? If I did, I apologize. When we were in Denver recently um, and it, we were out, I mean, there's a lot of homelessness. There's a lot of like drug uh, problems in downtown Denver and it's a beautiful, I love the city, but it was outside of the public library. And unfortunately this gentleman had OD'd in the library and they carried him out. And, but for some reason, the paramedics were really involved in, teaching us about like what was going on and how they were resuscitating him <laughs> the man turned out to be okay they got him back you know they gave him the special medicine that stops the overdose but my children were enthralled and we used it as this great. I mean it seems like the strangest it was a I mean and there were all these you know kind of people crowded around it was just it was a great travel memory like it was a good teaching experience how did I get to this I don't so, know so are you are you making the case for for travel on the off chance you run into a drug addict and can learn a little something and don't do drugs. Yeah, I was like, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> like, also, is- you brought up another thing about in that story. You guys oh. know when Graham travels, she goes to libraries. Always. We live at libraries, libraries nonstop, every pub, Such every a town. Weird quirk. Why? I like to see what the children's library looks like in every place I go. You would love the library at Telluride. In fact, I have a bumper sticker that says I came for the skiing. I stayed for the library. There you go. I would probably spend a lot of time there. I think without further ado, welcome Beth Flowers. Elevate us. Reach us to a higher level because Kirsten Kirsten and I are clearly not there today. (laughs) I don't know. Drug dealing travel sounds really high end. Okay. Welcome Beth. All right, Beth Flowers, welcome to the Welcome Home podcast or just welcome home. We're happy you're here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Travel guru extraordinaire. Um, it's really amazing because Kirsten and I, Kirsten's gangbuster. She was hounding me to get someone who knew about travel. And we are really, we feel like we we hit the jackpot with you. So we're kind of easing our way into summer right now. Everyone is just, I think kids are starting to get out of school. That's where everyone is. And Wait, Graham, can I interrupt you before you even get started? Because Absolutely. You become who you surround yourself with. And Beth, I am the worst traveler. I am always like, yeah, next year. And, and my husband's always saying, we only have so much time with the kids. And Graham, my best friend, is like the world's biggest traveler. And I think spending all this time with Graham has made me a little bit more wanting to sort of travel more, take the plunge, realize this is, this is an important use of time and money. Um, so, but I'm really bad at it and I kind of don't know where to start. And, and I uh, mm-hmm. also have travel anxiety, I think. So, right. That's right. Our, well, that's most our of us mothers do. <laughs> most, when you've got your most precious assets, your family with you, we're, we're all a little anxious. So that's perfectly normal. And we can kind of talk through some of that. Oh, you, you know, know I, we, mean, I think I mean more when I say anxiety, I think I mean more like, gosh, well, we could go to 
California, which is five hours away, or we could just go to Japan. What should we do? Like, what's like that's ah, too many choices. Too many decisions. Too yes. many choices. Yes. Okay, well, and if I do go to Japan, sure. will it just be wasted on them because they're little? So no, it will not. I can answer that. I don't even need Beth for that one. It will not. They remember. Cohen came up to me the other day, and he, I was, I had some markers that he was using, and um, and he came up and he held up a marker, and he goes, "Remember when we were in Hamleys and it was so amazing, and we got these markers." And he didn't remember that time we took him to London, but he remembered the toy store. You well, know, Hamleys, remember- my, my kids wanted to name the dog Hamleys, so that's a that's a, for anyone who doesn't know, Hamleys is the amazing like eight story toy store in London that um was the first. F.A.O. Schwartz of London, right? Yes, but okay. better. Yeah, it really is. Okay, <laughs> let's interview our guest. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great start, ladies, because you're all pointing to things that are really important, like, goodness, I only have X amount of years left that my kids are under my roof. How are we going to utilize their breaks, even small breaks, like those yes. sneaky ones, like Columbus Day break and President's Day and, oh, you know, yes. just these like little bitty breaks to make the most of our time together. And so really long range planning, Kristen, to, Kirsten, excuse me, to your point is really critical um, because before you know it, we sit down with a lot of families and they're like, so, you know, our son's going to be a senior next year. We really haven't gotten started. And we're like, oh no, you know, because we don't say that out loud, but deep in our hearts, we know that, you know, in college, everybody gets into internships and, uh, you know, engagements or job interviews and the windows of time that we can really travel best with our children are when they are the youngest. And just as Graham mentioned, um, they do actually really remember such vivid um, memories from travel because it's taking them out of their everyday routine. So sometimes families best moments are spent totally in places that are um, outside of their comfort zones, like Japan or Alaska or Patagonia or wherever it might be. Okay. So what are you recommending? So we start at like top of the year, break out the school calendar, because if I have, I've had so many three-day weekends sneak up on me, I can usually handle Christmas break. I get scared for that. I get scared for spring break. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But those three-day weekends, like people are being like, what are you doing for Memorial Day? Which I'm assuming right now is next weekend. I have no idea. I haven't planned it. I haven't thought about it. Nope. Nothing. I hate it. I mean, really, the sneaky weekends are also the best way that we've learned for people to learn about even just what's right here in our own great country. You do not need to spend a lot of money to open up just what is right here before us. So, for instance, like, let's use Columbus Day break as just that little, you know, extra day or two. Maybe your school has a few extra days for conferences or whatever. It is the most beautiful time to get up to New England and let them go to Faneuil Hall in Boston and let them go to Philadelphia, take the train up then to New York City and let them see the East Coast at its most beautiful poignant time or that sneaky little break also in April sometimes people have shorter Easter breaks or Holy Week etc great time to go see the cherry blossoms in Washington DC and stay at the embassy suites or whatever it is utilize the free museums but those sneaky three four day weekends I think are really important because they get a rice training wheels on you know let your kids pack their own suitcases and mm-hmm. you know their little three I make my kids packing list which is another way of fun way to get them engaged for just short, those shorter trips you know you need x amount of pjs x amount of this and that socks and they have to lay it all out and we check it off it's a fun activity even the preparation mm-hmm. you know speaking of preparation and what you touched on with uh, going back east one of the things well it's been canceled we'll get into that later but uh, my husband and I have been wanting to do sort of a kind of a founding father's northeastern philadelphia boston type trip with the kids and to get them ready have you seen the show turn have you heard of that oh it is so i need to write it down oh let me tell you it's just it's amazing it's like a spy show but it's um about washington's first spies but the fun thing is when my kids have gotten into it it's pretty clean there's a few scenes making close their eyes they're younger but um but uh the point is it's it's something that like we've already started this trip mentally 
every night when we watch turn as a family and we're talking about history and and now you know they're all studying the revolution in in, in school and to kind of have that um you know that reference point it's like our vacation it's like you're maximizing your vacation time because we've started prepping as a family for this trip months in advance exactly and how powerful are all these movies and shows that are coming on now like game of thrones and outlanders and then the whole downton abbey i mean there are people that are planning their entire vacations around shows that they are just breathtaking involved in the scenery where do you go for game of thrones isn't that an imaginary (laughs) world (laughs) well apparently a lot of the set design now here i'm going out on a limb because i'm not a huge game of thrones don't worry um, safe space beth safe space just throw it out there where do you think it's filmed Well, they use the set designs from Scotland and medieval villages all in Norway, Finland, Svalbard, apparently, the costumes. Um, anyway, I've Are not, you seeing an I uptick? have not watched the show, but I have enough people that ask me about the You're set kidding. designs and clothing. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, people want a vacation in Westeros. <laughs> for, for those it's, that don't fully know, Beth is like travel agent to the stars basically and plans the most glamorous fabulous trip so we thought that she could we could pick her brain and then we could figure out you know what's hot and our listeners would be able to uh kind of glean something through through your ideas okay so let's say you did the exact opposite of what we're doing for boston which is what we do often and say we're not going to take a vacation we live in phoenix the weather's amazing and then at the last minute we say okay let's do it I mean, what is your opinion on last minute travel? Is it just like, nope, you know what? Don't do it. It's going to be a waste of money. It's not going to be the trip you would have had. Just have some discipline and wait and really till you can really plan something properly. Or do you, do you feel like last minute travel is okay and could be fun? What's your opinion on that? I love last minute travel as long as people manage their expectations. Mm. So if you have a sense of adventure, if you love spontaneity, if you're not like a strict kind of everything's got to line up just so, if you have an air of whimsy about it, last minute travel is fantastic because that's when creative, spontaneous moments happen. Um, And trips run the gamut. A lot of times people want to take last minute travel for things that are not big investments, right? So sometimes when you're making bigger investments, you may not want to jump on that last minute trip to South Africa or the last minute um, trip, you know, to Paris, but last minute and, you know, the continental United States or something, or the Caribbean, even Canada, that's in our neck of the woods, that isn't a huge financial investment, I think makes total sense, especially, like I said, you have a family that's spirited enough in the whimsy and fun of it, not to need it to be too buttoned up. Okay. Okay, I can where go. we get where I'll tell you where we get into trouble. This is what's funny is when we have married couples that one of them is super A type personality and needs to know like every direction and be very spit spot, and then another the the other partner is very like loose and um, can roll with the punches and doesn't have to have dining every night and can like kind of be more free form. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a little tension there. And so it's not worth it for those couples to take last minute trips because it ultimately is too much of a stress on the other partner. So you kind of have to know your family pretty well before you, you know, invite that sort of circumstance. So are you saying sense? talk to my husband this morning? <laughs> that is I mean yes that's why I hate last minute travel and that's why he loves it he thinks it's fun to rent a car and just let's go see if we can get lost somewhere oh yeah right uh, you know every night you just keep opening up these nuggets I'm like this guy is my kind of guy no (laughs) that guy is dumb I mean he's not he's really smart but he's dumb in that way I oh I love just getting lost and seeing what comes up before me I think it's just great fun those are my favorite trips but fortunately Harrison's like that um, so we do well together. But then yeah, I remember so those gi- Yeah, keep going. I was just going to say, I'll give you an example. We had this example of a cute couple coming in for their five-year anniversary. And um, the female, she very much wanted to just kind of roll with it and let's just get great hotels. And then we're just going to kind of be really spontaneous. 
and there were two or three different locations out in Wyoming and um, her husband was like absolutely not like we can't just go out there and just kind of wing it and he wanted it all buttoned up and so the nice thing about long-range planning is that you can compromise right we can have a little time for her to just be out there in the wild and kind of create her own fun but yet there's enough structure for him to feel like we have a game plan so sometimes when we get, when you can get outside of that really three month time period, it does allow for a good compromise in planning. Um, so what I recommend is really in July on a you know day at the beach or maybe it's August at the lake that you get out that school calendar and really start looking into the future of these weekends and your breaks and figuring out okay what can we do on a short window planning basis and what really needs more of a time commitment for everybody in the family to get what they want out of the vacation. Okay, I love that you got specific. Let's talk about what is the the optimum um, optimal window of planning. Like how far is it you're just planning too far in advance? And and also with finances, um, you know, is there a time where it's the best time to book hotels and and book um, plane plane tickets or or you or is there ever a time where it's just too far in advance? Sure, sure. I think um, goodness with small children like we all have, it's really hard to be super far in advance more than a year because things change, right? So you might end up changing schools or activities might change or they're not doing the ballet recital anymore, but they are going to now do softball and everything can change so much. So really, we do not find that family planning with children younger than, let's say, eighth or ninth grade is really necessary more than a year out unless it is your the grandparents, for instance, our parents that oh, want yeah. to take the whole family on a major trip. Say it's for their 70th anniversary and they are really looking at, um, you know, the Africa or the um, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, whatever it is. Those do need to be at an 18 month to two year window of planning many times because there can be multiple, you know, 12 plus people involved. But generally for our small family, nucleuses with young children, we do think a year in advance is, is generous plenty because keep in mind air doesn't come out Mm -hmm. till really a 10 month window um so you can't even get your air generally before 10 months oh okay see you're so funny because i planned 10 days before so this is the idea She's, I know, I know. Beth, I'm sitting, can you tell I'm just sitting back and letting, Kirsten's like wearing the training bra of travel and you know, I travel. So I can tell she's very excited to ask you a lot of questions. So just, just hit it, Kirsten, <laughs> do what you got. Hi guys, sorry to interrupt, but we want to take a quick little break to tell you about our sponsor, Carbana. Boop, boop. We, we're liking Carbana. They are obsessed with all things clean, the way Graham is obsessed with all things travel. And the thing that's interesting about Carbana is they've developed a wide range of solutions from laundry to carpet care that deliver incredible results. And each one of these products is scientifically formulated to do one specific thing. So this is the opposite of all purpose. This is like go after exactly what you want. For example, the stain devils, which are specialty stain removals, stain removers. Um, No two stains are alike, so each one of these is formulated to get out that specific stain. There's also two-in-one pet stain and odor remover. There's a steam carpet cleaner for a full room deep clean. There's a washing machine cleaner, which is really cool. It has activated charcoal in it that um, attracts odor-causing residue, so it makes your washing machine smell amazing. It's kind of amazing. That was actually cool. I just used mine the other day. It worked very well, actually. yeah, and I also use the pet stain remover, and it has a scrub brush on top of it, which was pretty I just, helpful. I know that's so cool. I'm actually going to love the scrub brush on my next trip because my dog's coming with me. Well, uh, and here's the thing: they've been around for a hundred years, Kirsten. Did you see that? They've been around for a hundred years. They would have gone to. I feel like somehow, if they weren't making quality products, they would have been shut down by the, you know, Consumer Safety Product Commission or something. Okay, and here's the thing, guys. Here's what I'm going to do for everybody. I'm going to use the color grabber for the laundry. Oh, I've used it. I've used it three times already. It's okay. cool. It turns out pink. Throw it in your laundry. This thing, I had no idea. I've never heard Wait, of a color. I thought the point of it was to keep things not turning out pink. No, no, no. It takes the color. So basically, I'd never heard of this product before. It's called a color grabber. They're, they look like dryer sheets. You just throw them, you fling them in the, the dryer or the, is this the wash? The yeah, you throw, them in, the you throw them in the wash right before you do your wash with like, you can put in different colors, like whites and reds or whatever together. Right. 
And then you, you know, throw, that is I, so far out of my comfort zone. I know it's out of your comfort zone, but you know, for me who we've discussed this in the past, didn't care. So I threw two in with all my laundry because I never start my laundry. And then what happens is it takes, if there's any bleed, it absorbs the bleed so that your colors don't run together. It's just kind of interesting. And so when I opened up the washing machine, my color grabber sheets were pink, but my white clothes were white. white. And yeah, they start white. They they look like that's amazing. They almost look like dryer sheets. So it grabs the color if there's bleed. It's a it's a unique product. I have that. I'm gonna try that because that yeah, was kind of neat. That's gonna so, save me time. Okay. Well, anyway, guys, we have a coupon code as usual. We're gonna save you twenty percent if you go to carbona.com and use the code Welcome Home. Again, that's carbona c a r b o n a dot com, and you will save twenty percent using the code Welcome Home. All right. Thanks, Carbona. Okay. okay. Is there is there a time of year? I mean, well, I guess the answer is obvious, right? Everything's more expensive in the summer, right? No. no I feel like no. No. no, no. Really? What no. are you like? Summer. It. I mean, of course, it depends on where you're going, right? right. So you can't touch your globe right has. Yeah, exactly. The globe has seasons. Um, and whenever it is peak season, where that country is best represented. Um, it, it is going to be the higher price, but there are great values in summer. I mean, for instance, we do tons of um, trips during the summer, even family travel to the Caribbean, um, to the West Coast of Mexico, I mean, all over. And those are values. That is a huge value to travel in the Caribbean after Memorial Day. Um, and we have ways that you can work around the hurricane season, et cetera. So um, it's not always that summer is most expensive. It's usually, actually, if you, in our hemisphere, Christmas is yeah, the, Christmas most, is the expensive. most expensive time yeah. to Christmas travel. Crazy bonkers. Summer, there are usually great values. The airlines have put as many planes in the air as they can. They're having to fill them. Um, so yes, it, it kind of depends. Oh, okay. See, and this is my perspective is why would you leave? Why would you go on vacation in the winter? Because I live in Phoenix. And so in the summer, ah. we will do anything. So regionally, I have got to get out of my house in the summer because it's, you know, yeah. degrees here. But why would you leave in the winter? That's when you can go hiking and go outside. So I'm, I will say I'm probably a little bit atypical. And of course the kids don't have school, which is much better. Um, but okay. That's right. Okay. Isn't the Caribbean really hot in the summer? Well, it is, that is a drawback. Um, but for those, again, it depends a little bit on your perspective of where you live because actually the Caribbean heat is much different from like a South or Texas heat that can be really humid. So the Caribbean heat tends to be almost a dry heat up until really about August 1st. So for some with the beautiful turquoise water out in front of them and great air conditioning at most all properties, it doesn't inhibit them, especially right. if they're looking for a value. Right. No, we did do Mexico one summer and so many people were saying, but it's so hot. I'm like, have you been in Phoenix? Like, <laughs> Hot at the beach is much exactly. better than hot at home. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Stretch our minds a little bit. Help us with our dreaming app plans. What are some of the top spots that your clients are booking these days? No, I think everybody seems to be loving Ireland right now and talk about, again, just a great value. Don't forget the euro right now is so low, you guys. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I mean, we're really? only um, at like 1.13. Even the pounds with Brexit, yes, with Brexit is really low. So anything in um, Great Britain, Ireland, all that area, I also think it's because people forget how beautiful those landscapes are outside of the major cities. So outside of London and Edinburgh and Dublin, there's great hiking and trekking and lakes and um, lots of people energized this year about Switzerland. Um, mm. We're just seeing a major push towards the outdoors and people's natural environments. Even mm. Western Canada, Alaska um, for the summer is really, really popular. Again, I think that people just get so bogged down during the school year with technology and all their children being on computers and devices all times that really our biggest request is always just put, put us somewhere where we can be together 
in the natural setting and kind of just break free, so to say. So we really work with um, those destinations quite regularly to give everybody just some good breathing room. Hmm, that's from their technology. Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, right. I like that. And the the national parks are hugely popular right now. I will go back to that planning though of the national parks. If you want kind of that fun um, Wally World vacation experience with the whole <laughs> national park, yeah, like that gives me that... hives. Hives. Kirsten's <laughs> so excited about it. I'm like, oh my god, the idea of going. To I know, Disney. right? Right. Like, well, it, might as well go to those Disney. Sort of, those sorts of things have to be planned a year in advance. That is not a scenario that's a last minute thing because the best park lodges in the yes. Grand Canyon, Yosemite, Glacier, they all get eaten up within a year. So you do, when you're thinking in future summers that you want to do a big um, national parks trip, those, those do take a year out. Yeah, and you can do those. By the way, I don't know why Graham is, is cringing because Graham is like the biggest hiker I know. I like the idea of a really physical vacation. So I do love hiking. I just don't like people. No, but that, they're not. You don't see a lot of people. That's why I go to the Appalachian Trail. I just like quiet. <laughs> yeah, less people on the Appalachian Trail for sure. But there are ways. I mean, if you remember, um, some schools get out around Memorial Day. Many schools don't get out until mid-June, especially if they've had big snow problems that year or schools have had You're to close right. too much. So really, if you can hit those national parks right out of the gate in late May, early June, that's what my family did last year. And it was so pleasant. And to be that's out there by tip. ourselves with the bison and the elk and the grizzly bears, that's also when the, all the animals have their babies before they take off to the highlands when it gets really hot. It's a great time to see the young wildlife. So I highly recommend that if you okay, have you're, enough. You're summer. the expert. Which national park did you do with your family? I know we did Yellowstone last year in a combination with some dude ranches in Montana um, is what we did last year. This year, we're going to do Jackson Hole and Grand Teton. Um, so yeah, it's fun. And my children, just for reference, are 6, 10, and 12. And I really do try to hit the ground running with them right when um, the break ends. Because again, many places in the United States, at least, do not start their summer break until later in June. So we're able to kind of beat the rush. I think a dude ranch sounds fun. I've never done a dude ranch. That's new to me. I guess that's not as new to you, Kirsten, but I would like to try that. My life is a dude ranch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And dude ranches come in all shapes and sizes. You really have to know what's going to, you know, make your family tick. I mean, some of them are all about equestrian and have no cows and, and you know, then others are all about the cattle ranching experience and kind of how to work the land and very hands-on on the ranch. Um, so there's a great National Dude Ranch Association that um, has a great website that people can go to and look at all the various dude ranches um, that are available and they kind of break them out into categories. It's cool. Yeah. And there's some really swanky dude ranches too. There's some, yeah. that are, it's like the glamping of cowboys. It's very, it is. there's some really high end dude ranches that are pretty. There cool. are the ranch at Rock Creek, Paws Up, Brush Ranch, Trim, Twin Farms, which would be talk about like for a really fabulous 40th birthday or a bucket oh. list where you're kind of cutting out your Starbucks for a year to be able to do it or whatever. I mean, the something like Twin Farms, it's adults only, but is out in, um, you know, kind of having that active adventure with your, with your spouse, your loved one um, would be a true highlight for kind of what we call a, you know, a true investment type of trip. Okay. I need to know just because we have you and we want to be careful with your time, your favorite, like what is your most memorable travel experience that you've had that really just, or maybe like the top three that jump out at you? Because really there are a few people who have seen the world like you have. Oh my goodness. I mean, truthfully, one of them would have to be there. It's kind of places where I feel, um, it's like otherworldly. There's no other place that I could be to get this experience except where I am. So one of them would be down close to the bottom of the earth um, in, you know, the Patagonia lands of Chile and Argentina. Um, 
that to me, that scenery is just breathtaking. I too love a good active vacation. So I felt like while I was eating fantastic food and drinking incredible Chilean and Argentinian wines during the day, I was totally burning it all off. So I was like, oh, I can eat and drink as much as I want, which may not be many people's rationale for travel, but it is mine. Um, Food like is paramount. Um, (laughs) So that was, um, that was definitely a great experience. I would say that um, also next, just culturally, right? Because we have the active, but to really get invested in a culture that I so appreciated was in Bali, um, in Ubud especially, and watching the rice field um, workers and being with the ladies and how their food preparation and sourcing of food in Bali was incredible. Just another kind of, I can only be in this place to have this experience and to go to all the different religious sites. And um, it was fantastic. And then finally, this is really close to home and you guys are going to laugh with my children. I had never been to um, the Exuma um, Outer Islands. um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Right down the street in the Bahamas. It's right out. It's off the Bahamas. yeah, Yeah. 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 So it's like so close, right, to our flight from Atlanta into Great Exuma. You guys, these beaches, it, it you do know, not have ridiculous. to fly around the world. It is right here. I don't know why people didn't know about these. I feel like so long time ago, not that you want my travel stories, but I worked for a television production company right out of college. And we had this company that owned a, the big snorkeling company on the Exumas. And they paid for us to go down there. And this must have been what, 20 years ago. And they paid for us to go down there and do a promotional video. They paid for the whole thing. And I was like, no way this is off the coast of the Bahamas. That's where Susie Orman lives, Kirsten. That's <laughs> where I was actually going to say. It all circles back to Susie. It always comes back to Susie Orman. So actually, um, Beth, the first time we ever used Zoom, which is what we're recording on right now, Susie was at her house in the Exumas and we were recording with her and she turned us on to Zoom. Oh, that's really? awesome. This works that's well so awesome. internationally. It's a good recording. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We can do this from anywhere. But that proved to me that pristine, those beaches like the Garden of Eden type of settings are very much with right within our reach. Mm-hmm. It does not take um, flying all over um the world, which we love to do too. Um, but so that was also with my children. And so it's, that's precious time with them because as I mentioned, my son is, is 12. So I only have six years till I lose him. That's only six spring breaks. That's only six Christmas breaks. That's not a lot of time when you really think about it. Um, so we're being trying to be very diligent about how we plan out our next few years. And, uh, you know, one more just quick thing to say that we're very, very excited because most of the Caribbean islands that we lost during the hurricanes, like the Virgin Islands, um, U.S. Virgin Islands, British Virgin Islands, St. Barts, et cetera, all of those islands are very much coming back so robustly. Um, So we're thrilled to have them really come on strong as of Thanksgiving of this next year. So Thanksgiving 2019. So those are great and in our neighborhood and and proud that they've made a really nice, are making a very nice recovery. And so anyway, those are just some highlights. That's well, amazing. That, your son's you. about the same age as my son. So I, that you're kind of making me a little bit sad, but can I ask another question just philosophically? Yeah. Since you've obviously yeah. given a lot of thought to travel and, and the reason you use the word investment, which just, it is true. You, you know, there's a reason you do this and it does change perspectives, but um, what is your philosophy on going back to the same place? I'm torn on this. Like, is it a, is it, you know, you go to those places and you have the warm memories. It's where we always used to go every summer, but then also there's an opportunity cost to that. So what, what is your philosophy as a mom and as a travel expert on, um, on that way of traveling? I know, right? And I hate that. The word balance to me is so overused. It has all kinds of connotations now, but I do feel like what we've learned about children's development and how their brains and memories work with travel is that if they do find a place that feels warm to them and safe to them, it is good to take them back um, at least occasionally. And maybe you're only doing it every three years or even four years, but it is because that's what's building, nurturing their brain to think travel is safe. 
travel is fun, travel is warm and inviting. And um, when they go back and maybe see the same people, say you've done a villa and you go back to the same villa time and time again, it's a way of making them a very stable traveler that actually um, isn't anxious and isn't scared of getting out there. And that's what we as a company are really trying to develop is um, the understanding that as we all inhabit one world as we travel together in it that we can comfort one another and the more people experience that together as a family um, the better off their children are once they're adults to then translate that to their own family kind of generational travel okay i like that, that. was i love that that was very deep but there's a lot of psychology behind that because you're right i think about the places my parents took me and the places that i have these weird pulls to are the ones that we went back to a couple times right where you had like really good positive experiences i mean and i will make no bones about it there have been places that i've taken my family that they're like oh please no let's not revisit you know and i don't <laughs> want to name them but you know there there are places that that sometimes you may not hit the mark and those are as important as the ones that we do because then you're really understanding what makes your family tick and that's important. Hmm. Well, it's also sometimes you can relax a little bit more. We go to Telluride a couple times a year because it's so close. Exactly. To yeah, because you know the drill. Know, we just know the drill and we really, you know, it's not, we're not getting to see new things, but when do we ever as a family sit down and do a puzzle for two hours? So there's something like very sweet about the low pressure um, returning to a place over and over again, but you know, exactly. you're, you're right. Balance is a, is a tough word and overused, but it kind of is appropriate in that, in that situation. What about babies? What about traveling with babies? Is it just, you just get a get out of jail free card or should we keep traveling? We should keep traveling. I actually think babies, I love taking babies on vacations. I know I'm the odd man out here, oh, I but I think that, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Um, now, we're not taking them to far-flung places. We try not to have them on airplanes, you know, longer than over the pond, which really is like a nine-hour stretch. Um, it's all about what the mother is comfortable with, but it can be done. And if you're going to um, any place that's basically not a third world scenario, they have everything that you need once you get there. I mean, we can set that up. So it's not like you're having to pack everything under the sun. We actually overpack so much when you can so. get there and get everything that you need. So I didn't ever let it inhibit me. And I think my children are actually proud that their passports, um, you know, are quite full at their ages. And Billy looks back mm -hmm. at his pictures of being in New York City at eight weeks. And, you know, again, that was probably too early, but I did it anyway. Oh, well, I guess I'm a rule breaker. I, I love that. that. Oh, that makes me so <laughs> happy. Brave lady. You're a brave. See, well, and I would yeah. do it too. I love it. It's great. Beth, yeah. we have taken a lot of your time. You have a million trips to plan, a million miles to travel. Thank you so much for being with us today on the podcast. Um, we're going to give everyone the information on how to get hooked up with Brownell, um, but just thank you for kind of sharing the globe with us today. Oh, you're so welcome. And like all my pictures, it's fun. I try not to filter them at all. So if people want to really see, and most of them are with my children, if they really want to see what it looks like, for instance, those eczemas, then those pictures are totally unfiltered. So go have a look. And how do we find that? Um, at the Hotel Snob, which is, I know, a crazy name, but on I Instagram, know. It's, it's a great at name. the Hotel Snob. <laughs> It's a great name. That is that is my well, area. Because you know, see, our tagline, we bring in the best experts we can find. And the truth is, actually, wait, hold up, hold up, Beth. Next week, we're interviewing the founder of Ritz-Carlton. What's Hort Schultz? Hort Schultz? Um, Fantastic. Oh, he's which, a great friend of Brownells. Okay. What, what do you want to know? <laughs> what do I want to know from Mr. Hortz? Great question. I would ask him about what he thinks is most important about hospitality in today's marketplace. So as people are wanting to maybe be more digitally inclined, how does hospitality play into that? Because hospitality truly at the end of the day is the human to human connection. So where does he see that going and what does he think is most important for us today? Oh, that's a great question. Like, wait, you mean as we stick our faces in our phones while we're checking into the hotel, how should the right, employees like, be? 
how do they engage and help us reconnect with one another um, in these properties? And get us out of our... Well, it's so true because the concierge, you know, that was like your first stop when you were a kid, you would go and... Oh yeah. Check in with the concierge. Yeah. And now, you know, well, you can go to TripAdvisor, you can go, you know, and, but no, I want, I want someone to tell me like, but really tell me where I really should eat tonight. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Concierges are totally underrated. I mean, well, I don't think they are, but I feel like they don't get enough play anymore. They should get more play because honestly, many of them, if you find a really good one that's a local that's been there for quite some time, they have jewels that you will never find online. Um, You know, a lot of places don't want to be everywhere all the time. They only want to be discovered by those that are really going to appreciate them. So um, there's some secrets out there that only these concierge teams know. Oh, absolutely. Well, and you guys are the best concierge team at all. So definitely Brownell has put together a lot of trips for us and hopefully many, many more because you've whet my appetite for some places I haven't been. I'm dying to go to Patagonia. All right. The third time we're going to let you go and have the rest of your day. Thank you. All right. Thanks, ladies. Talk to you soon. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, Beth. Bye-bye.